What's up, everybody, and welcome to Fight the Good Fight. My name is Travis, and once again, I'm so glad that you're joining me. And um, we want to continue today uh, with the second part of the last episode, which was really answering the question, what does God want from me? And the thought of, well, first, he wants you. And so last week, uh, we had talked about the fact uh, that <clears throat> you have to believe that we were created by something. If you don't believe we're created by something, then you believe that we were created by nothing. Regardless of what you believe, you believe something. And so we ultimately put our faith and trust either into our own reasoning and our own mindset and our own determinations or what we think, and then we put our faith in that, or we turn to God and we turn and put our faith and trust in him. And today we're really just going to keep kind of diving into this a little bit deeper. And I want to just say uh, thank you for, for everyone that's watching and listening and that's continuing to. I really appreciate it and um, sticking in there with me as we develop and, and get better at this and, and kind of learn some new things. But um, I just want to say that sometimes simple concepts like this, it can be the hardest to live out every day. And so I, the Bible, I don't, I don't think the Bible was intended for us to walk around dazed and confused. It's simple. It requires faith. And when we believe that, it changes our life. And we begin to walk out what pleases God. And we go from maybe what what we think living life to the fullest is and, and knowing that life is short, so we're going to live it up and, and, and live our best life now to the, to the idea and the concept that we're going to start living for the glory of God. And so from what makes me happy to what pleases God and from what other people say to what God says and from what I've been taught to what God's Word says. So uh, as as I grow, as you grow, we're all growing together, pushing forward and striving. But it all hinges on last week where we all make a decision to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So today everything that we talk about and really everything that we talk about on this podcast comes down to that decision of do we believe who God says he is and do we receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior of our life. And I hope um, that you are a born-again believer. And if you're not, I pray that you're considering it and that you'll watch this video, and I pray that it will draw you closer to Him. So at the core of who we are, I think we ask the question, or at least in two parts, we ask the question, why am I here? So so once you believe that there's a God that created, then then you begin to question, why are we here? What is our existence? What's the purpose? What? Why are we here? Why are we on the face of the earth? And if we can't answer that question, and and how we answer that question, will guide us through life, and that will be our anchor, and that's where we will bounce off all our decisions from. That's where we will lead in our life. If if you've heard of a carefree spirit that just bounces around and stuff, I can tell you that that that's not God's plan for you. God's plan is not for you to have a chaotic life. Things will come against you. Trials will come against you. 
But God wants you to have peace. God wants you to have joy. God wants you to have an understanding that he has all things working together for you, that he has you in the palm of his hands, but he wants you to acknowledge him and focus him. So so as we continue in what does God want from me, in the first message in this series is, A, we have to begin with ourselves, that he wants us. I, I want to, I don't know, you may have heard of this, you may not, but I believe that the Westminster Confession of Faith really gives us a good explanation uh, of, of kind of this question of, why am I created? What does God want from me? You know, wh- what's my purpose? And it was written in around 1645. And the question is, what is the chief and highest end of man? And it's, 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 it's a very important question if you really think about it. What, what, what is the most important? What is the, the highest end? In other words, what is my most concern? It says my, a man's chief and highest end is to glorify God and then fully to enjoy Him forever. So not only are we created to glorify God in everything that we do, but we're also created so that we can enjoy a relationship with God and so that we can walk out our lives with God, but with the understanding that we were created, you're gifted, you're talented, the how you were molded and fastened is all for the glory to God, is to bring glory to God. Romans eleven thirty six, For of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. 1 Corinthians 6 and 20, For ye are brought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians ten thirty one. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Then one more, Psalms 86 and 9. All nations whom thou hast made, so God has made, shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. So, so God has made it very clear in his word that, that he's created us for the sole purpose of no matter where we are in life, no matter what age we are, no matter what cons- the condition we find ourselves, no matter what the circumstance we find ourselves, that our number one goal every day we live this life on planet earth is to glorify God in everything we do. And then the second part, to fully enjoy him forever. Psalm 73, 24 through 28 Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all of them, that they go whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy good works. John seventeen twenty one through 23. That they all may be one, as thou, Father, art in me and in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou hast gavest me I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, 
and that the world may know that thou hast sent me and hast loved me, and thou hast loved me. So Jesus has came so that we can be one with the Father, so that the world can see the Father's love for us, can see that our glory that we're bringing God, bringing him glory, so that we can draw others into the kingdom of God. A couple more. Psalm 16, 5 through 11. The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintenance my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoice. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Think about that. My flesh shall also rest in hope. That's now. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path in life, and thy presence is fullness of joy. At the right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Revelations 21, 3 and 4 is the last one. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people in God. So God has given us clear directive that, that we are to bring him glory in everyday circumstances, everyday life, and then also we are to enjoy his presence, his peace, joy, his love, his everlasting love that is never going to leave us. He'll never forsake us and knowing that we can rest assured of that. And so when once we see, and I think most of us that's listening to this would say, yeah, I, I get that. I even agree with that. I think how that's um, expressed sometimes individually begins to kind of get questioned. And I'll tell you what I did. I threw up on Facebook really quick. Um, I think after recording this, I think it's been up a day. And I, I threw out the question, you know, what does God want? You know, if you can answer it, uh, this question, just real random, what does God want from me? So it's just a question, what does God want from you? And some of the responses, it's pretty neat how this worked out. So one was relationship. Another was obedience, communion, love the Lord God with all your heart, worship, praise, living in Him, giving God our attention, Full surrender, my heart. One was to listen. Uh, one individual gave me a Bible verse, which was awesome, Micah 6 and 8. He has sown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God? And so you see, I don't know however many people that, that had responded. I, w- I want to show you something. All those things give glory to God. So even though we all have the same purpose, we all have the same purpose for, of creation, and that is to glorify God and that God wants to have a relationship with, to walk with us. How we express that individual is unique to us. 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, which you are bought at the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And so what, what we do is we see all these different types of people, 
all these different talents, all these different makeups, and we see them to in their mind, what's the best offering, what's the best way that I can show God what I, I believe he requires of me to give him glory. You, you know, I, I love to... I love to sing, but I don't think I sing well enough to really give God glory. And I can't I don't play an instrument. But other people play instruments and they, they play those instruments to bring glory to God, not just to make music, but to make music to bring God glory. Some people have a gift of serving people and, and, and how they serve isn't just a, a, a spiritual gift, but it is our makeup of how God has created us to bring glory to God. So no matter, I think sometimes we, we wrap, you know, how well we give glory to how well we do things in church, how much we volunteer in church, or how much we do X, Y, and Z of what we classify as being good works towards God that actually bring Him glory. But when in fact, everything that we do, every decision we make, every relationship interaction we have with people, how we treat people, all those things bring glory to the God. And sometimes we overcomplicate things and we also undervalue just living like Jesus to people, just doing our part, living by God's word, putting in our mindset that no matter what comes my way today, that I'm going to stay focused on Jesus and I'm going to submit myself to his way and that I'm going to show people the love of God. Why? Not because I want reward for it, not not because of any other reason than the fact that I know that God has created me to bring him glory. And I want to see people recognize that through my life, through the goodness that I may live, that I bestow upon people, that it is because I love God and I want to bring him glory. So all of these ways bring glory to God, but they bring glory through God. And these individuals, for sure, all these different ways to bring glory to God comes from one true same path and so so today this it's a simple concept but it's very difficult to live practically day in and day and night and then bring other people into the kingdom of God telling them about Jesus telling them about God telling them why they need to give their lives over tell them why there's a God that loves them that created them for a purpose but they have to understand, and we have to understand, that we weren't created so that we could have a great lives and have it easy, so we could, you know, we could be, live our best life. God has uniquely created us so that we will freely choose Him, choose His Son, and that we will give glory to God, and that we'll will show people, lost people, that they'll truly accept and that they'll truly put away their selfish ways, that we'll truly put away our selfish ways, and that we'll look to God and say, here, God, you've got everything. I completely surrender. And we have to have the same path to the same God. It's not only are we created for the same reason, for the glory of God, and we're also created to accept the only one true way to God, and that's through Jesus. And we can never never lose sight of the fact that we'll never be good enough to even bring God any glory without the blood of Jesus Christ applied to our lives for the payment and the remission of our sins. We we can we can never do good enough to truly bring 
God glory unless we can truly say that Jesus is the Lord of our lives and that we're governed by the same standard, God's Word, in our lives that we proclaim glory to God with. And so three things to remember. Number one, everything about us should bring glory to God. Everything we do, everything we say, all of our intentions, all of our motives, all of our decisions to move forward with with plans in our lives, if, if they don't bring glory to God, then I would say we can't do them. Number two, we cannot do it without our Savior, Jesus Christ, His blood applied to our lives so our sins are forgiven so that we can be in communion with God and that we'll be led by the Holy Spirit so that we know and we can be corrected and we can be empowered and we can be comforted in times where sometimes giving God glory in our lives is difficult and where we have to crucify our flesh. Number three, we must live our lives, and we'll, we'll talk more about the, these couple, but we have to, to live lives that are surrendered to God's Word. God's Word sets the standard for our lives individually. The thoughts that you have, no one else knows. The things you struggle with, no one else knows. Everything falls under and subjective to the Word of God. No matter what you see, read, taught, you have to have the responsibility in your own heart to take those things to the Word, take those things into prayer, and and be led by God's Spirit and allow God to change your heart so that He can prepare you to truly give Him glory. And when you begin to do that in your life and you begin to, to find that you actually are living a life where you recognize there is a God and that you recognize you've been saved by Jesus, things don't bother you near as bad. Things become small in the grand scheme of things. And you begin to understand that, that even in these little things that I can choose, that I can glorify God with, that we'll begin to live and we'll begin to find the peace and joy that God wants us to live this life into. So I want to encourage you that if you think you know, you're know you here for some other reason than to glorify God and to uphold His name and to shine a, a light into a darkened world, I'll challenge you to find what greater purpose could you have? What, what greater gift could you be given than to bring glory to the God of the universe that created you? And so as we close today, I'll just, um, I'll leave you with this. He has shown you, oh man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Father God, I just thank you for today. God, I thank you for every person that may watch or listen this, God. God, help us to realize, God, that it's not about us. God, it's not about our life. But, God, we are here to bring you glory. And that when we live a life, God, that brings you glory, God, that you're uplifted, God, that other people are drawn to you, and, God, that we begin to live a life full of peace, joy, hope, and love, and, God, that we begin to see the fruit in our own lives because we understand, God, that when we glorify you, God, that we're living out our calling, God, and we're living out our purpose. And, God, we just thank you, God, that, that you want us 
God, that you even care about us. God, not you didn't just create us and just and just let us go and, and just this big experiment to see what happens, but but you created us with a divine purpose, God. God, you created us distinctly different, God, that we can bring different ways to show you glory and to show others your glory. And Father, I just pray that you would just touch each individual person, God, that you would strengthen their hearts, God, that you would lead and guide them, God, that you would strengthen them, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.